What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Mailbag. Happy Friday, or Saturday if you're listening. The only thing better than the Friday mailbag is the holiday weekend mailbag, right? Woo! Looking forward to it. Big plans, anybody? Big Labor Day plans? Not working on Monday. <laughs> That's nice. I've got... Yes, golf. you are. <laughs> you yes, are working. We're doing it. We have to do a show on Monday. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Jamie always does it. Maybe it I've should got be golf. I've got golf all three days of the next... Or sun, uh, except for Mondays. I got actually got two days. I got Saturday and Sunday golf, so I'm super excited with that. All right, good for you guys. Listen, uh, let's get right into the emails. Fantasy football at CBS. Do you take your toilet with you? Oh yeah, I take the toilet right there with me. People, people know. People call me toilet boy on the golf course as well. <laughs> but, but before we get into emails, Adam, we have to at least address the draftathon to some extent. Sure. Because, yeah. Okay. So like let me say? start by saying this: Adam does a really incredible job hosting that show. It's six hours straight. I thought this was our best production yet by far. I thought it had a great mix of fantasy analysis and then the funny the funny hour, which was like um, obviously old school people who used to be on the show and Nando and then someone who I didn't wasn't really familiar with this game, but I apologize for that. Nick or Cost, is it Nick Costos? Yep. Right. Yep. I thought he was absolutely hilarious the entire show. I heard a story about Dave and the calzone. That was one of the fun. I was literally just <laughs> That's amazing. That story is never amazing. heard that story before. <laughs> Cracking up. Mm, Adam geez. throughout the whole thing carried it. No matter if it was serious or or, or uh, you know fantasy related, and I thought that was amazing. He did a great job. Thank with you. that said, with that said, <laughs> I've been asked by multiple people to hold you accountable for a few things. Okay, let me start with the most important thing here. You agreed if Fantasy Cares made a massive donation, which they did, uh-huh. to shave three lines in your head with a razor, with a buzzer, which you never did, and then. Your excuse for it, which I heard on yesterday's FFT when I was listening back last night, 
was unbelievable. It was my wife was on an important call. She was, was 30 at night. What, what are you talking about? She was. That we such a lie. No, I as I told you, we are moving next week, which is really wonderful timing for me closing on a house and we had we had an important phone call to make i couldn't make it so i go up there i go up there it's 9 30 and or no it was yeah it was 9 30 ish and she's on the phone and i'm like hey do you want to shave three lines in my head for charity and she's like no (laughs) she's like i can't do that right now i was like okay i I, that was bad timing so i i am sorry i would have done it jamie did it for me at the at the barber the next day well, yeah, exactly, though. You then had a second opportunity, Adam, when Jamie came on the show and showed to the audience and on Twitter that he had himself had buzzed three lines. And there you can see it now if you're watching on YouTube. You've since been able to. I did to- six, actually. I did six. Six lines. <laughs> Make up for Adam's lack of three. And let me just say this, Adam. Yes. You've had ample time since then to find your wife when she's not on an important call. <laughs> the donation's already been made. What do I have to do? She, it's not now. about that, Adam. It's not about the donation already been made. It's in the spirit of what Fantasy Cares gave. And the fact that you showed up today without three lines, I actually made a mistake. I didn't have time. It was a busy morning for editing. I wanted to show up with three lines oh, myself. Yeah. Really. Then That's we get everyone to do it, Dave. And we really... But you know what, Adam? It's It was disappointing. And also, you were supposed to play guitar. Dave made a big donation for you to play guitar. You played like three of the softest sounding licks from an Almond right. Brothers song, my favorite band ever, that I, I couldn't even really hear the song because it was so soft. You're like, here's four licks on a guitar, and we'll call that a day. So you know what, Adam? All right, listen, I'm sorry. I guess six hours of my time wasn't enough for you, Dan Schneier. Dan did a great <laughs> job answering chat questions the entire night. Um, let's uh, let's get to the emails here. Um We've got lots of stuff to talk about. Okay, we're actually doing a draft as we speak as well. But uh, the biggest thanks should really go to everybody who donated $120,000 to St. Jude. Amazing performance from all of you out there. This is from Rick. Should I trade Calvin Ridley for T. Higgins? Oh, wow. Uh, I have Ridley ranked one spot higher. But, you know, I think if you drafted T. Higgins and you did it with confidence, then you should just stay put. They're back-to-back my rankings for me. I think that's fair. They're literally back to back in my rankings as well. I'm looking at it right now, but I have Higgins one spot higher, so I would stick with Higgins. If you drafted Jamar Chase in the first round and then you had to make that decision, would you go away from your rankings and take Ridley over Higgins? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we have a real-life scenario that we're dealing with. What if Joe Burrow's calf injury pops up again? I know. Yeah. I know. I'd Actually, on that subject, I took Fields over Burrow in this draft we're doing right now. Wow. Six-point or four-point? Six. Six. Hmm. Wow, look at you. Pass on your guy. I mean, I haven't ranked that way, so I don't have a problem with it, but Burrow's your guy. I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Uh, sorry, I'm on the clock. <laughs> you should have just waited for Anthony Richardson, your favorite quarterback. These wide receivers really suck right now, i got to tell you. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I Yeah, I did you always have it ranked that way? Sorry, again, I was on the clock. I made a pick. Ridley over Higgins? No, Fields over Burrow. Yes. Okay. Yes, Burrow's. I, I I never moved Burrow from the calf injury. The you know I, I I considered putting Herbert ahead of him, but I did not do it. All right. Next email is from Matt. Grade the trade. Non PPR league. Give up Eckler and Waller. Get McCaffrey and Hawkinson in non PPR. Give up Eckler and Waller for McCaffrey and Hawkinson. <laughs> Eckler and Waller for McCaffrey and Hawkinson. I think it's a pretty fair trade overall. Um, I think I would take the McCaffrey side, though. 
even in non PPR. So that'd be like a C plus. C plus C for is you. E- a C is even. No, for you it sounds like a C plus. Oh. Slight win. Sure. Yeah, it's it's very even. Yeah. All right. This is from Mark. Hello, Ed, Marilyn, and Eugene. Oh boy. That's going to be a tough one for me. Ed, Marilyn, and Eugene. The fact that there's a Marilyn and a Eugene in there, that shows how old those names are. And <laughs> that, that I'm not going to likely be able to pick this one off. Uh, Mark is making the comparison about the Jags of this year and the Eagles of 2017, which was their Super Bowl season. Head coach, Doug Peterson. Quarterback, Lawrence versus Wentz. Wide receiver, Ridley versus Jeffrey. Tight end, Ingram versus Ertz. Um, now, Adam, Joel, Maggie, Chris, Holland, Shelley, Ruth, Ann, and Maurice. Do you think the Jags are better than the Eagles guys? I do. Yeah, I think the Jags could have a better offense than that Eagles offense for sure. Yes. Northern and exposure? Is, uh, Pete calls the biggest that he thinks his Jags offense is going to be as good as the Chiefs. Yeah, Pete also calls that Eagles team the biggest accident in NFL history. There, there you, you go. know what they did, though? I mean, they... they we're RPOing everybody to death and that kind of caught people by surprise. I think a little bit Peterson coming over and changing and just shocking people, I think. And, or I don't know if shocking is the right word. And then the RPOs got much less effective. Wentz got much less effective, but I think, I think Lawrence is just so much better than, than Wentz post ACL injury. Uh, all right. Uh, from Ulysses Adter, dear Evgeny, Yamir, Sydney, and Mario. Those are Penguins hockey players. They are, and it's too damn hot for a Penguin. What are your thoughts on drafting several members of the same team whenever the value falls? Obviously, it may not be smart playing all of them in a single week, week, but how would you proceed throughout the season, and when would you consider potentially trading one of them if your league mates know you have multiple on the same team? I have Bijan in round one, London in round seven, and Pitts in round eight. Go ahead, Jim. I just said I, I typically like doing it if it's quarterbacks and receivers and tight ends. I do not typically like pairing up quarterbacks with running backs. I think they cannibalize their touchdown upside. I mean, look, he he drafted these guys at amazing values, you know. Sure, so right. London's typically around five pick, Pitts around six picks. So you got you know good good op, op, good draft value on those guys. But I don't think it's a bad idea to explore trade if you can, just because you know there's there's going to be weeks where maybe two of those guys aren't performing, and most likely it's the two receiving options. So. Um, I, I would see if you can flip them unless somebody just gives you an overwhelming value for Bijan. Okay. Um, I got an email that I need to read from a colleague. Remind me, Dan. Um, this is from Mike. In- is it a, hey, uh, if you were to leave the company, what would you do? <laughs> Mike in the kind of real East Coast, which is D.C., there's been discussion of the- <laughs> I like that. It's a throwback to last week's throwback. Yeah. Nice. There's been discussion of the new offense in Baltimore, and I've heard a lot of impact on the running backs on Lamar. How do you see things impacting the passing game in Baltimore and Mark Andrews specifically, Jamie? Uh, how does the, the new offense impact Mark Andrews? Yeah. I think it's going to help him. I mean, you know, and anytime that we've discussed this, more volume for Mark Andrews is not a bad thing. You know, so if they're going to throw the ball more, while there are better options around him than there ever have been, you know, at least in recent memory, um, you're, you're talking about, I think this is still the go-to guy for Lamar Jackson by far, you know, as much as Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham may make an impact and JK Dobbins out of the backfield, but Mark Andrews is still one by far in, in terms of target distribution. So I think it's, it's going to help him as long as, you know, Lamar does what he's supposed to do and, and Mark Andrews does what he's supposed to do and stay healthy. 
Yeah, I'm with Jamie on that. I think overall people are focused on the lack of target share, but overall, like Jamie said, the volume will be so far up that it might not matter. I also still think he's so good at winning those matchups over the middle. The only thing that concerns me there is I do feel like that offense was very, from a personnel standpoint, heavy, as in they would have a lot of tight ends and fullbacks on the field and really sell the run, which would open up some opportunities for Andrews off play action. That may not be there. So that's the one thing that concerns me. But overall, I think he's too good at winning those matchups over the middle that it won't matter. Random topic here was I took Raheem Mostert in this draft we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, Jeff Wilson's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, said he thinks Wilson will be back in week five after missing the four games. Uh, I thought that Mike McDaniel's comments were really not seeming to indicate that. In that, you know, he was saying, we think he'll be back this year. We're optimistic about him being back this year. So um, what do you, what do you, how are you approaching that? I would still take a late round flyer on Wilson, but like I said on on the show we just did on CBS Sports Network, don't be surprised if there's another move happening here because the Dolphins were in on Dalvin Cook, they were in on Jonathan Taylor. You know, they they may be kicking the tires on Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette or exploring a trade. You know, would it shock you at this point knowing that they brought in Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson if Mike McDaniel went, reached out to Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch and said Elijah Mitchell? you know, for, for a pick or Jordan Mason for a pick, you know, or, or, or somebody that has some sort of connection to that, that offense in some way, shape or form. So I, I think you don't want to go overboard. Adam, you're about to get auto pick. Yeah, yeah um, sorry. You don't want to go overboard with, um, with Raheem Mostert at this point, but he obviously is worth taking somewhere in, I think the eight to 10 round range and Wilson's still worth a late round flyer, especially if you have IR spots. It's just, you know, why, why not just see what happens for the first five weeks? If you can just stash somebody there. Okay. This is from uh, Anthony and Tacoma. Hey, Jude Arnold and their Delilah. Hey dude. Hey, yeah. Hey Jude. Hey Arnold. And Hey there. Uh, oh yeah. There yeah, we go. I mean, like, come on. Come on. I don't know. That could have been much easier, Dan. I have that one earlier. First of all, did you get the Penguins one right? No. Did I? You don't think I knew? Yammer, Yager, Mario Lemieux. He's right. You Google. Did you get that one? Yeah, of course I got the Penguins one right. Like, like, are you kidding? Dear Babe, Lou, Joe, and Mickey. (laughs) Oh, those are Yankees. Did you get that one, Adam? Come on now. Uh, Anthony wants to know. He has a he has three drafts coming up Sunday on three different platforms: Sleeper, Yahoo, and ESPN. Anthony, we are not going to read your question. No, just kidding. Uh, are there any clear and obvious values I should be looking at for these platforms compared to y'all's rankings? Yes. What did I say? It was Dobbins. Dobbins and ESPN is going in the 80s. Drake London also, is going in the 80s too, I think. And also Chris Towers did some content around this on the website about a week ago. So you can find that on cbssports.com. I would say just type in CBS Sports, Chris Towers, go look at his recent articles and it's one of the fourth or fifth one back. So you'll get some content there for all the values across every platform. Yahoo. I think, you know, oh, yeah, sorry, one thing man. you could do is it, it's a little bit easier for us that we do our own rankings, you know, if you're so inclined. Um, you can have our rankings page up while you're drafting on other sites, you know, or, you know, what might be actually easier is you print it out and just cross off names as they go. And then you sort of are able to see, you know, kind of the old school way. Um, you know, I, 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 I love having my rankings up when I'm in other platforms just because it, it okay. Man, I like I like this guy much better than than these projections. Am I am I crazy here? You know, it helps me from a work standpoint as well. But um, it's just easy to go, you know, pick apart somebody else's site if you are feeling much more confident about certain players. Okay, I'm looking at Yahoo ADP right now. I don't know that they specify PPR or, or whatever. 
Um, but ADP is a bad way to approach it. I would look more at projections. Yeah. Why is ADP a bad way to approach it? Because you're looking at their ADP, which is the drafts. You, if you're looking at the projections, that's what a draft from they're looking at. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll look at uh, Yahoo PPR rankings. And um, maybe maybe we're wasting time here. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's taking too long. Okay. Anyway. I uh, love this team. I don't, I'm very surprised. This is from... Alex, what's the biggest uh, difference, or who moves the most? Who moves the most going from full PPR to half PPR? Who moves the most from full to half? Yeah, in the rankings. What would be the big, biggest differences? I think McCaffrey is one of them. Um, for me, it's more of like Rashad White drops anytime it goes from full to anything else. Um, Jameer Gibbs drops a few spots. Yeah, James Cook um, maybe. Dobbins goes up. Dobbins goes up, Chubb goes up. Yeah, um, it's a funny way to say it. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty hard on Chubb in the first round in in half PPR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I don't know if he's he's. I think a second round pick in full PPR, but he's definitely a first round pick in non, and he's probably a first round pick. Nick Chubb in half PPR, um, but who does he replace? I would say he probably to me. I would say he replaces like Amonra St. Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. Maybe yep. Lamb. That exact tier of receivers. Lamb. Yep. Yeah. Henry goes from a mid second round pick to a borderline first rounder. Right. Okay. Um, what about Deontay Johnson? Yeah. Uh, I still have Deontay Johnson in, in, in our non PPR rankings, one spot ahead of Pickens, just because I think you, you heard, you know, Kenny Pickett just said, we're going to get him in the end zone. You know, like it's, it's not going to happen again. You know, so if the touchdowns are close, I think that Deontay has the, the edge. In those formats, in, in anything that, that rewards receptions, Deontay should be be drafted a, a couple rounds out of him. Just kind of funny to say out loud. I, I said it on our CBS Sports Network show today. Deontay Johnson in the last two seasons has finished per game as wide receiver twelve and wide receiver fifty the last two years per game. That happens when he scores zero touchdowns in a year. I think Jamie is comfortable with this. Dan, are you comfortable with Deontay Johnson? as a top 48 pick because two drafts in a row, I've either taken him or wanted to take him late in round four, about 45th, sixth or seventh overall. Uh, I would say borderline comfortable for me. Uh, I avoided him in all drafts last year and I think I got a little lucky because he didn't score touchdowns and it ended up being a good avoid. But ultimately I just don't buy into Kenny Pickett's breakout this year. I don't buy into it actually translating to the regular season. He threw 10 touchdown passes last year. They brought back the same coordinator. I've watched that film and those, those are some of the worst route combinations I think of any offense from a schematic standpoint in the NFL right now with the same coordinator coming back. So it's just hard for me to buy into that offense taking off. And I think it could look like last year where there's just no passing consistency, which makes it hard to have an every week starter there. So I'm borderline comfortable because the touchdown regression makes me think that he is a value, but I just don't want to get too comfortable taking that receivers and that offense. Like someone for me, I've been off all, all off season is George Pickens and I'll never come around on that one. Uh, and I just never, I don't have him in any teams and I won't have him on any teams. Yeah. Always know who you're drafting with because most likely you won't have to take Deontay Johnson in the fourth round. We, we do a lot of full PPR, three wide receiver leagues. Deontay Johnson's going something like 90th in CBS Sports ADP. He's actually going behind George Pickens. He's going 90, he's going 100th. 100th. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, without an injury situation, and I don't have a list in front of me, but I'm just going to, you know, blanket statement, like top three bounce back candidates? Yeah. Top five bounce back candidates? Okay, I'm sorry. He's going 100th in 
non-PPR. Deontay's still going 77th, though, in full PPR, which is obviously a lot later than 47th, which is where I'm I'm taking him it's right now. It's still pretty late, though, for someone who got almost 150 targets last year. Right, that's it's the thing. Still- it's like... As bad as things were last year, the targets were still there, and they will be better this year. I, 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 don't, I don't think Dan's off that, you know, it's, it's hard to just go all of a sudden Kenny Pickett is fixed. But the fact that that number, just that number alone, forget about however you want to break it down, just that number alone, that raw number of the targets, that's what he's done almost every year of his career. And now you're getting a better sophomore quarterback. Again, to whatever degree you think better, but better. And he's just an amazing, amazing value. And the production, I think, will bounce back in a big way. Dan, we had this conversation a few days ago, and I thought maybe there would be about four Giants, three, uh, two receivers, a tight end, and a running back who all had 80 to 100 targets, but I thought maybe that would have been a little bit low. Give me your top four target getters on the Giants and try to put a number on it. Okay. We'll start with the obvious number one getter here, Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller should see about, and this is all assuming everyone's healthy. I'm just going to yeah. do that for now. We're not even going to think about injuries. I think Waller in this offense, it's going to be a lot more pass heavy than last year, should get about 140 to 150 targets. Whoa. Wow. Yes. That's, a, that's a lot. Wow. If, if he gets 150 targets, which that's going to mean he stayed healthy, he's the number two tight end in fantasy. And that's yes. why I have him as ranked as the number two tight end in wow. fantasy. I think anyone has the same kind of upside as him behind Kelsey. I mean, just look at the preseason game where he was the entire offense, essentially the entire passing game, essentially. And I just feel like that whole offense is set up to run through him this year. Um, So if they are what they were last year, a super run heavy team, that's going to be a bad prediction. I just feel like this year too, for Daniel Jones is all about getting to pass heavy and using Barkley as more of a playmaker than a workhorse because in the middle of last season, Barkley wore down and averaged 3.3 yards per carry for a four game stretch because he was utilized as such a workhorse. And I don't think that's what they want. Now let's go to the next one. Darius Slane to me is the obvious number two target getter. I get him in the last round of every draft. I don't understand why nobody likes him. He, if he had played all season last year, he was weirdly benched for the first four games, quote unquote bench. He just didn't move up the depth chart fast enough. But then if he had played the entire season, he was on track for over a thousand yards. Uh, I just feel like he has the best rapport with Daniel Jones on the roster. I'll put him around a hundred to 105 targets this year. Wow. Yeah. Again, okay. I think this is going to be much more pass heavy offense. Then I I'm do too. Put, I completely agree with that. I'm going to put Isaiah Hodgins next just because I think he's going to be on the field a lot because he can block and because he's big and he's one of the only guys who can play the boundary for this team. And I'll put him around 80 targets. Um, and then moving down past the depth chart, Paris Campbell, probably in the 60 to 80 range, Jalen Hyatt, probably in the 40 to 50 range there. Okay. Um, did you say Barkley? Oh, Barkley as well. Um, I'll work him in here. I think his volume is going to go way down, uh, in 2023. I think the offense is going to change a lot. So I'm going to put him, how much, do you know how many targets he had last year, Adam? I think about 85 in that okay. somewhere in there. So I'll put him closer to the 60, 65 range. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. Um, all right, this is from C4 in Billiesburg, Virginia. Dear Cedric Alexander, Alexa- yeah, Cedric Alexander, Demarcus, and Ezra. I don't know. Cedric Alexander, Demarcus. Damn, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Ezra should give it away. Am I crazy for seeing a crazy high ceiling for Kirk Cousins this year? This year? Um, no. I mean, look, the what top top three in pass attempts last season, right. you know, so added to the receiving core with what's what I think is an upgrade in Jordan Addison over Adam Thielen, full year of, of TJ Hawkinson. 
maybe a suspect run game. You know, I think we're all expecting a big year out of um, a big year out of uh, Alexander Madison, but you know, Dalvin Cook was was pretty productive last season uh, to a degree. So I, I I think yeah, it's it's not out of their own possibility, but in terms of breakout potential for his fantasy value, doesn't run, and that's an issue. Um, so if he doesn't have this, I think, ridiculous touchdown season, you could still see a, a, a 43, 4,500-yard year. But if he's not getting to 40-plus touchdowns, he's going to be somewhere between QB 10 and QB 15. I think Jamie nailed this perfectly. If he wants to get into that breakout range, he has to throw more touchdowns like Herbert and Burrow. What are you, what are you shaking your head at? I mean, I just like... Of course, you think JB. That's what you do, you know. Yeah, I think JB. Somebody does. nails. I've done that first of all. It's my first time the show doing that. And if somebody nails a take perfectly, there's no point in me being like, "Oh, he didn't do a good job." Here's the mistake. <laughs> sometimes you just call out good takes. Like that's how it goes. Adam, so, okay? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. No, okay, that's fine. That's fine. You're first good. Show I've said it, but like the point is, like to break out and become like the Burrow Herbert, where we draft those guys. It's all about touchdowns for these guys who don't run. So. It really is just a bet on do you believe that somebody like Addison can take his touchdown total up much higher, in my mind. I, I love the idea of the way we draft and what my most of my personal drafts have been <laughs> where Cousins goes outside the top 12. Our ADP suggests he goes inside the top 12. And so what I love to do is Richardson, Tua, pair those guys with Cousins. And even you know if you want to go Watson and, and Dak as well. All no right, comment. Matt. I can't agree. Matt in, yeah, this is totally. Matt in Massachusetts. Is Ty Chandler worth holding on to as a handcuff now that the Vikings got Miles Gaskin? Would you hold Ty Chandler over Zach Moss or Kendry Miller? I need to drop one of these three before week one. So I just answered that question real quick, Jamie. Would you drop Ty Chandler, Zach Moss, or Kendry Miller? I would drop Zach Moss just because I don't think this Colts offense is going to produce enough for its running back to be successful. So, um, Yes, that'd be the guy I dropped. All right, we're going to take a break. Well, no, in terms of Chandler, though, we got this question recently about Miles Gaskin. They put Nwagnu on IR. They put McBride on the practice squad. They needed bodies. And this is a guy I'm sure Brian Flores, who's their defense coordinator, was with Miles Gaskin in Miami. was probably saying, hey, they're going to cut him. Go pick him up. You know, let's see what he has. He can play on special teams, too. So I think Ty Chandler's a great spot. Like, he's one of my favorite stash candidates. I put him with Ty J Spears, with um, – Little, little below Kenneth Gamel because of the opportunity, but like in the A chain range, like I, I think Ty Chandler could be a real big factor this year. Okay. Uh, or now we're going to take a break. When we come back, I have one more email to read. It's about me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at me. And then we'll do Apple Podcast questions and some YouTube. Monday's show, we will have a show on Labor Day. We'll do Fantasy Cops on Monday's show, and we'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Agree or disagree, Dan Schneier, because I give you a hard time every time you make me write an article, which is now (laughs) five times this year, which is a 60% increase over last year. So we better stop. That rate better slow. Uh, Well, you didn't didn't know that we got to do another pick by pick? I don't think we have to do another pick. Half PPR. Everybody screwed up the first one. Yeah. Uh, someone wrote back to me, someone who edited one of our colleagues wrote to me, you should write more. I like your style tight and bright. Wow. wow. Okay. Good for you, Adam. I guess, look, he's right. Let's get you going. I no, can put you on he's weekly wrong. column every Wednesday. No, he's wrong. He's wrong. So for, for, I don't know, does our audience know like, like Dan's, you know, I don't know if you're in charge of our content or you're certainly at, you know, at, at, at that level of being in, in control of our content, um, along with RJ white, but uh, I've said this to Adam for years and, and you would love this because Adam's notes are amazing. He does such a fan. I know I joke all the time. I don't read them. I really don't, but, um, <laughs> his notes are, his notes are amazing just because you see the, the prep work that he puts in. I said to him for years, he should just put some sort of like topper on it and we should just publish his notes. He said, no, that's my, that's my intellectual property. Why would <laughs> I give that away? You're giving it away on a show every day. No, I'm not. You- There's so much more that goes into it. That okay. Gets- but that's what I'm saying. Like, point. if, it's if not you put a good that read. out there, it's not a good read. Then you know what? I'll tell you why. It doesn't have to be a good read. I don't care if, it's, if to, it looks like chicken scratch, like the Zach Galifianakis, Galifianakis uh, uh, GIF. It, it it it's good once you get understand what you're looking at. Oh, I love this idea. A little inside FFT. We're gonna have a conference call about this after the podcast, Adam. Get Thanks, ready, Jamie. Appreciate your calendar. Man. Uh, all right, so Apple Podcast questions here. Please leave us a five star review. Mailbags continue throughout the season. All right, we do one every week. Uh, it's probably this same trio. So send your uh, five-star reviews with a comment, why you like the show, let it, you know, help us grow, all that. And uh, and then ask your question. This is from Lindsey Wolf. I stream kickers and DSTs all year. I take them with my last picks. We're drafting Wednesday, September 6th. Any advice on who to target that'll be left? Jacksonville is always available, and they get Anthony Richardson week one. As much as I love him, that's the week where he's probably going to be a little bit confused. <laughs> so um, that's that's an easy one. Washington would be my favorite if they're available because they get Arizona. Um, there's there's a lot of kickers. I mean, uh, I'm not even going to know the names, to be honest with you. This is how unaware I am of the new kickers in certain spots. But Dallas' kicker, uh, Aubrey something, or it's something Aubrey, um, is available. Uh, the new Patriots kicker, we know they always get points out of that spot. Um the best advice I have on kickers is, and it's been tr- uh, tried and true for streaming kickers, look for the kickers who are at home and their team has the biggest point spread differential. So if a team's an eight-point favorite at home, target those kickers. Wow. That's Those are the ones who, who tend to be the weekly streamers at that position. Okay. Indoors, too. And indoors, too. Exactly. Yep, you're right, Jamie. Good call. Uh, d- <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Defonds, man. Oh, let's see if, let's see if Dan knows this one. Dear Jess, Nick, Winston, and Schmidt. I know this one. New girl. New girl. You, a good you're one. never going to stop me on TV shows. And by the way, it remains to be, we haven't said it yet. Absolutely appalling that you didn't know who Smash Williams was and Tim Riggins were. Yeah. This was, it's it's a disaster. You're Jamie watching doesn't show. know either. You're watching well, show. Yeah. Okay, but this is not, Jamie doesn't come on and no, just, you won't, you won't make fun of Jamie, but you'll make fun of me. I will make fun of but Jamie. the same exact but, thing. Yeah, but that, that 
let me make my point. Jamie doesn't come on this show and bash me for my lack of movie knowledge like you do. So, of course, I'm going to bash you for your lack of TV knowledge and pop culture. I mean, Friday Night Lights is up there for one of the most enjoyable shows you watch. But instead, you're spending time watching what? Like Frasier. Frasier. You're on season six of Frasier. The yeah. worst possible decision you can make to spend your time watching Frasier over something like Friday Night Lights. Like just a yuppie walking around Seattle. Oh, ha, 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 I'm Frasier. We went to dinner today. It was expensive. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Frazier. it's not that's not a bad impression uh it's a funny show though it's also on paramount plus stan so you know i try to do my part right, here there all right this is uh defon's man had an auction a salary cap draft and he was new to the draft and he did a great job so let's just pat him on the back it was half ppr and it was 12 teams trevor lawrence josh jacobs jk dobbins jamie who do you like better <laughs> just kidding hmm. no i would take jacobs over dobbins <laughs> Tyreek Hill, Amonra St. Brown, Kyle Pitts, and Brandon Ayuk at Flex. Zeke. I mean, this is a stud. This is 12 teams, and he did this with a salary cap draft with P. Ryan, Nico Collins, Charbonnet, Elijah Moore, Roshan Johnson, Romeo Dobbs on the bench. Terrific team. Way to go. Way to crush it. That's an A-plus for sure. From a Toyota's a Toyota, uh, which duo would you rather have, Bijan and Christian Watson or Stefan Diggs and Damian Pierce? 10-team PPR. Bijan and Christian Watson or Pierce and who? Diggs. Diggs. I'm going to go Diggs and Pierce personally. Um, Diggs and Pierce. Adam watches Frazier because he needs a pick-me-up after being ripped by <laughs> b- ripped on by Dan every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The, my favorite part about Frazier is hearing Sideshow Bob moments. Uh, it's, right. it's actually really funny. You can, you know... When he gets irate about things, and you're like, "Oh, that is so sideshow, Bob." It's great. My favorite part about Frasier is when it's over. No, it's a good show. <laughs> You've never even seen it. You've never even seen it. You've never, never seen Cheers. You've never seen Taxi. You've never seen some of the best shows ever. And you, and you get on me for not seeing Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is one of the best shows ever. Yeah, and I'm it's sure it's, I've heard great things, but you've like see Frasier, see Cheers, see what Taxi. Is the, what is the best comedy of the '80s? Cheers. You think so? Well, you would know better than I would, I guess. But to me, it's Cheers. Uh, yeah, Cheers is up there. What would else? What else would it be? I mean, I've seen like Growing Pains and Charles and Charles. I like those. Full House. I mean, obviously, you know, take I think it Full House is in the nineties. Cosby Show. Yeah, Full House. I those are nineties shows more. Nineties. Um, yeah, like Full House stinks compared to Cheers. Cheers is an absolute classic. No, Cheers is gold. Yeah. Dan, oh, oh Night Court was great. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really remember it that well, but I remember liking it. Dan, you're aware that Frasier was on Cheers, right? Yeah, I know it's a spinoff of Cheers. Okay. Correct. This is from TXG8R. Um, if you take away all the podcasts that are boring, take away all the podcasts that have bad analysts, and finally take away the other podcasts that don't have Acer stats, and you're left with CBS Fantasy Football, which has more info and laughs per cast than any other. Thank nice. you. Um, <laughs> I got a 12-team, three-wide receiver, PPR, super flex, salary cap draft this week. Can you imagine if you have no idea what fantasy football is and someone says, I have a 12-team, three-wide receiver, PPR, super flex, salary cap draft. You would never play. You'd be like, what are you talking about? I had, uh, so my, my son's on a basketball team that I coached this, so his coach now is the guy, is his son. I coached his son the previous season, so we met for the first time. And so he's he came up to me. After coaching his son for you know three months, he got me the other day. He's like, "Man, I didn't know who you were." And I said, uh, "What well, we met before." <laughs> and 
he said, he said, no, I just, I don't, I'm not into fantasy. So somebody was telling me like, oh, you got, you got his son on your team. That's really cool. But I don't know what you do. <laughs> I'm like, most P- people don't. PPR, 2QB. Yeah. Um, so the question was, I've never been in a super flex league before. How should I approach this auction? How much of the budget should I allocate for quarterbacks? I think this one's such a tricky question for me because my analyst answer is you should be allocating over 50% of your budget toward quarterbacks or about 50% of your budget toward quarterbacks. And that means, yes, spending on a QB3, which I think is incredibly important in Superflex League. But I've heard from those, and I haven't been a part of this, but I've heard from those people who are in these new Superflex leagues, the league of people who aren't used to playing Superflex, that it takes a year or two sometimes longer for tip, not longer, but about a year or two for people in the league to kind of wisen up to the idea that this is the scarce position. It's the most valuable position I need to spend my budget on. And sometimes you can get guys really cheap early on. So I, it's, it depends on your league, but I would say, feel it out at the beginning. If the quarterbacks are going for the prices they should be, which is essentially look at our super flex mocks. Jamie just had one uh, that published the site today and look how many quarterbacks are going early and, understand that that's where all the mo- the top money should be spent. If that's happening in your league, then spend about 50% of your budget on your three. But if it's not, and those guys are going cheap, you may be able to adjust down to that. But I think either way, you kind of want to make sure that you spend a lot of your budget at that position. Okay. This is from Curtis. Hey, Jake, Jackson, DK, and Tyler. Seahawks receivers. Jake Bobo. I'm joining a new 12-team keeper league where we can keep seven players with no limit on how long we can keep them. Uh, mm. How should I approach the draft? It is two-receiver league, four-point per passing touchdown. Would you wait on quarterback? Would you draft like it's a dynasty league, keeping seven for as long as you want? Pass on the older players. How would you approach this sort of hybrid, Jamie? Yeah, you know, this we always get this question. I'm in a dynasty league and it's seven players. But, I mean, like you should approach it that way, you know, with the idea of that's that's the core of your team. You know, you want to have those guys for as long as you possibly can. So I don't know if I want to pass on quarterback. You know, I, I think getting one of these younger guys, and that's the nice part of where we are in the NFL right now, like you can get seven years out of almost all of the top eight guys. You know, I mean, you have maybe some concerns about Lamar and, and his style and, and Fields and his style. But, I mean, obviously Mahomes is looking to give you seven years of great production. Allen, Hurts. You know, I guess maybe some concern about him, but you know, in terms of Herbert and Burrow and 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 those young guys, like they're they're fantastic. Lawrence as well. So I wouldn't pass on quarterback, but yeah, I think you you skew a little bit younger. You know, so when it comes to the point where we're looking at, um, we're looking at you know Joe Mixon versus Jameer Gibbs. Like I'm torn on that in redraft in dynasty. It's a no brainer. You know, yeah. or, or in this type of league, it's a no brainer. You know, you're you're pulling the trigger on Gibbs over over Mixon. You're taking a chance on, you know probably somebody like Damian Pierce over Aaron Jones, you know, that type of decision, you know, so where there's, there's significant, you know, age disparity. And obviously when we talk age NFL 27 versus 24, it's big for, for that position. So um, younger receivers, you know, like it comes down to, um, you know, a, a Jackson Smith and the Jigba versus a Marquise Brown, you know, I'm seeing guys in similar ranks, like always skewed toward the younger guys. Okay. Uh, can you please Dan get out of the chat? What did you say? Can you please get out of the chat, Dan? Oh, <laughs> we have a comment from Gamer Eric that says JB's absolutely right. I had to hold back, honestly, when he was done with that saying I agree because I, I did think that it was, was good. Analysis. It was very good advice. Very good advice. This is from Debbie Shoe 318 My home league is super flex. I've been in it for six years. My league mates do not tend to draft quarterback like a normal super flex league uh, would. 
They usually wait until the 3-4 turn. Do you recommend I jump on two quarterbacks with the 1-2 to guarantee two studs? I do, yes. I think if you can get two stud quarterbacks in that, I I think there's such a difference between those set top seven quarterbacks this year, maybe eight if you want to throw in one more, but I think there's a big difference between those top seven, especially in Superflex. And if you can get two of those guys in a Superflex, I think you're in excellent shape for the season. Well, we, we didn't really talk about this on the show Friday, uh, or I'm sorry, Thursday night whenever we recorded it. Um, so we had our, our Superflex mock. Dan, I don't know if you're the one that read the story, so you have an idea of what we're talking about here. But Adam, you ended up with four quarterbacks, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, you were one of the three guys with four quarterbacks. And you didn't have the ability to get that second one relatively early because you had the first overall pick taking Mahomes. So I was shocked beyond belief that Trevor Lawrence fell to 12. Like that was to me the gift of all that. I was yeah. I was planning on no quarterbacks with my first two picks. And I'm like, you know, once I got once I got uh Lawrence, I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna lean into it. I took I took Tua uh at at 13. But did you feel a little bit frustrated not having that top tier second quarterback or did you, I mean, obviously you got a gift in your land in your lap with Bijan, but um, how did you feel not having two, two standout quarterbacks right away? No, I mean, look, when you draft Mahomes in a 12 team league, you're not going to have in most, in all likelihood, you're not going to have a second top eight quarterback. Well, you're not going to get top eight, you're not even but, have a second top 12. So but, then my, no, I, so I didn't, I went into it thinking that maybe I'd get someone like cousins in round two, but I think in Superflex, I took Bijan Robinson at 24 and CeeDee Lamb at 25. And then Rogers, Cousins, Geno Smith, they were all available after. I would do the same exact thing over and over again. My quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, well, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Brock Purdy, and Baker Mayfield. I hope I have some trade bait there when there's an injury, like I said. But I don't think, I mean, I've said this a lot. With Superflex leagues, with two quarterback leagues, I have seen so many different strategies win leagues. And sometimes it's quarterback heavy and, you know, take two with your first two picks, two with your first three. Sometimes it's take one early and one in round seven. And, you know, I've just seen all these things work. So I just, even in a super flex league, I think Bijan Robinson is more valuable than Kirk Cousins. And I think CeeDee Lamb probably is too. So I'm just not going to reach for that quarterback. I'm fine. He says, I, I definitely want one stud. That's my only thing is I definitely want one top eight guy. I don't need to, and I don't even need two top 12. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I just looked at last year, and, and Mayron Berkson won the league. His lineup was ridiculous, but he had Burrow and Fields, you know, so it wasn't just that he had those two yeah. quarterbacks. But he when had, did he draft Fields? He drafted Fields probably as QB, I don't know, 15-ish, if I just had He a probably drafted, yeah, but his other quarterback was Mac Jones, you know, so I don't know what happened during the course of the season, but I was just looking at his end-of-year roster. But, I mean, he had, like, Jalen Waddell and Amaro St. Brown and – um it was Cam Akers and some other really good running, or Ramondre Stevenson might have been on his team. You know, like it was just stacked lineup across the board. Justin you know, Fields so. was QB seventeen last year. Yeah, but you know, QB seventeen is still getting drafted probably in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, that was the second to last pick of round three. It was thirty fifth overall this year. No, last year. So yeah, so it's still he still had to take him early. He did, but he but he hit on that pick. You know, like that that was right after right. that was after. Carr, Rogers, Stafford, <laughs> um, just before Tua, just before Jameis Winston. But yeah, like he, so Marone had the 11th pick and he went Eckler Burrow. So, yeah, and he immediately yeah. said to me afterwards, he's like, I hate my team. I hate my strategy. You know, <laughs> and this is, again, the guy who won it last really? year. And he's, he's, he's honestly like one of the best fantasy players we have on our yeah, staff. Like he, he won, I think, two of our big analyst leagues um, last year, this, this one in particular, and then our, our fantasy football today one. Um, and, uh, 
you know, he's, he, I guess he didn't anticipate me going quarterback, quarterback. So I think he thought he was going to get to it. But, you know, again, going Eckler and Kelsey is not a bad start. And he cobbled together his quarterbacks. It's Kenny Pickett and Derek Carr and CJ Stroud. I forget who the fourth one is, but he has, you know, just a bunch of number two quarterbacks that hopefully one of them or both of them hit. All right. I got some YouTube questions to read here. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Let's see. I'll go through them. Would you rather have Nico Collins or uh, <laughs> Rashad? Let's call him Jason Bateman or Rashad Bateman. I'm on the Nico Collins train. I think there's a very good chance Nico Collins could be a true number one there with CJ Stroud. Agreed. You know what? Before I do this, I'm sorry. I have to take a break. So uh, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do your YouTube questions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. Our first YouTube question was Nico Collins versus Rashad Bateman, and we agreed it is Nico Collins. Uh, the second one is from Dan. It says, great analysis, Jamie. Actually, <laughs> send your football. Um, any interest in Jake Bobo in Dynasty? And by Not the way, Jake Bobo's first name is actually Jackson, so they have two Jacksons in their wide receiving unit. Uh, Jake Bobo in Dynasty? No, no, no interest for me. Okay. Um, people want to know about Cooper Cup, LOL. We discussed at the beginning, did we not? Or no, I no. think it was F15-5. Um, look, so I am a big believer in injury-prone year-to-year being a fake thing that we mostly overstate as analysts, but I'm not a fan of drafting already injured players. That's what I don't like, especially if those players have soft tissue injuries, and that's exactly what Cooper Cup has, already injured with a soft tissue injury. Even once he comes back, there's a chance, there's a risk of re-injury, but worse, there's a risk of a compensation injury like we saw with Kendra Miller, who had the knee injury, and now he has the hamstring injury, trying to come back too fast off it. So I am personally not willing to take Cooper Cup before late round three, early round four, and even then I feel queasy doing it. Um, four on three. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm deep on it. I just, I can't do it. It's not, it's not a bad way to approach it. You know, there's so many quality players in the first two rounds that, you know, if you just want to avoid the, the, the potential risk, the flip side of that obviously is, you know, he plays 14 games, 13 games and is Cooper cup. Yeah. You probably, you could be passing on the best receiver, maybe the best non quarterback in fantasy, you know, so that's the risk. Okay. I'm surprised. Like, Heath is the most aggressive drafting him in round one, and he's been so adamant about avoiding injured players this year. Like, I'm surprised he's still sticking with it. He's got yeah. him at the, with a run, one two turn, I think. Yep. Uh, this is an easy one, I think. How early would you take Kelsey in PPR tight end premium? 1.5 points for a tight end catch. I think one, I think, yeah, 1.1. 1. 1. Yep. Absolutely. 
Uh, how long does Anthony Richardson stay the starter in Indianapolis before his passing gets him benched? I don't think they're afraid of losing. Yeah. So I don't think he's getting benched without being hurt. I completely agree with that. Oh, yeah. I did it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Wait a second. Uh, Are you kidding? Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, not only did you agree with Jamie, which is great because then I can make fun of you for it, but Mute you me. really just did that? I mean, Mute me. I'll I'll get rid of it. Un- uh, yes. I can't believe it. Uh, I, I have to write profanity and a time code in my notes right now. Unbelievable. Um, uh, right, you, you have to leave I, the rest of this, though. You have to leave the rest of this so that people got to guess. Oh, of course said. I'll leave the rest of it. All I'm taking out is the curse word. Even I don't really think Richardson's going to get benched unless he is just terrible. Like, it would have to be a confidence thing for him. We're ruining this kid. So they'll stick with him. They're going to be... Eh. I, here's honestly a realistic scenario is they have the number one pick in the draft next yeah. year. And you have to think about that. I think it has to be in the back of your mind for Richardson's dynasty value because yeah. if they are that bad, they're drafting Caleb Williams. No, no. Yes. No. He's such I, a better well, prospect than Anthony Richardson. I don't I'm care not, about Marvin Harrison. I'm I don't not care. disagreeing with you that. But you draft him. But what did the Bears just do? You don't trade out. Like, you don't trade out. They had two years to the evaluate Bears fields. Did it with, with only Bryce Young being the top quarterback in this class. Okay, exactly. The Bears would have taken, I mean, without knowing, the Bears would have taken Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams too. I think everyone basically has to take Caleb Williams. Everyone in, in discussion. That's just me. But you I don't, Richardson. I, you can maybe get a first-round pick for Richardson, but he's like— I don't think that would happen. I think they would get at best a two. I don't think, unless there was— I mean, he's, he's got to be an epic failure for that to happen. It's yeah, just, he, this guy is such right. a good prospect— that you you do it. You take Caleb Williams if if you have. If if I'm the Colts, I want to finish third. No, I want to finish first. I want Caleb Williams. I don't give a crap yeah, about. I, I, I throw wrong. in the towel on Richardson if this were the wrong. case. All right. Well, I think you're wrong. Parker says, "Ask Jamie why he pronounces GIF wrong." It is. A, it's supposed to be Jeff. I think we're done with that. That was so like 15 years ago. It is, we're done with it, but I'm pretty sure the answer is Jeff. It was always so dumb. This is the guy who invented the thing, I guess, said it should be GIF. But he just right. hey, he just did that to screw with us because obviously it should be GIF. So I don't know. We don't, we shouldn't just take no, his word for I it. I think I'll take the word of the inventor over you. Okay, I won't though. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you like Jordan Love in Superflex Dynasty as a QB2? I think if you have Adam's build or you have Mahomes or an early very quarterback. Skinny, very skinny. If you have Adam's build. <laughs> <laughs> if you have Adam's roster construction, you then, you know, something where you're picking early in the first round and you're getting one of those elite quarterbacks and then you're just getting some just crazy value like Bijan Robinson falling to the end of round two or whatever it works out in your favor, then yes, I think Jordan Love is a good QB too. However, I would probably look to double tap the position right away and go Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett or Love and Howell yeah. or love and car, you know, just to make sure I have three guys, but that second quarterback is someone that I can rotate in if I need to. Yeah. If you have Adams bill, you're going to want to hit the gym immediately and take a lot more burgers. <laughs> Adam, how much do you weigh now? I went to the doctor yesterday, actually, or Wednesday. I think the scale was a little heavy to be honest with you, to be. but they said 146. And I had my pants and my, I had everything but my shoes on. I had my wallet and my phone. Water in there. That day. Well, your wallet's five not, pounds. My wallet's big. Not, the 140s in my mind. Just not a shot. Oh, no, I'm 100% in the 140. In fact, a few weeks ago, I was almost 150, and it was one of the heaviest I've ever been. So I had three three CBS Sports Network shows, draft a and a CBS Mornings appearance, and I was like, I have got to lose weight. I have been 
I have been starving, but not starving myself, but I've been basically dieting for a week and a half. And tonight, college football's on, Friday night, hurricanes are on. I am at least four slices tonight. I'm going (laughs) insane. Dan, what do you weigh? I weigh 179. I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life, but it's good. I think it's good weight, personally. I don't think it's it's not bad. It's just I've been lifting a lot. If I were the heaviest I've ever been in my life, I would also tell myself it's good weight. So, Adam, <laughs> the fact that you think that once we have this competition next year and raise a lot of money doing so for St. Jude, our one-on-one athlete competition, the fact that you think you have any chance in any of the physical the sports that are contact sports is hilarious to me at 146 <laughs> against my 180. I, I mean, like speed. speed. I've got I'm still faster than you. Speed. I'm faster than you at 179 than you are at 146. No, you're definitely not. We're running the 40 and you're going to lose. All right, one more question here. How do you feel about Jamal Williams in the beginning of the season in a standard scoring league? And what round would you draft Jamal Williams in that format? Chris? He got great news this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great Moore, news this week. Hurt. Like we have to rank him top 24 for week one, right? At the minimum. Uh, Yeah. Titans though. That's the. Toughest run defense last year in football, but just from they, they they are good. You know you have to bank on his opportunity to fall into the end zone. The question will be is is Taysom Hill healthy? I know he's still dealing with an injury too because that that's a factor. But I mean he's he's their guy. You know, and if they're going to win the game and they're playing with the lead, he's going to be the guy killing the clock. And so I I don't mind him as a borderline. Star. Certainly he's he's in the flex conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'll he'll catch some passes while Kamara's out for sure. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. I'm going to say that one thing about that Superflex League we keep referencing. I'm pretty sure it's the only league I have Bijan Robinson in, and I would have been so upset if I walked out of, I think I'm going to be in 12 leagues, if I had walked out of all of them without Bijan. I can't remember if I have him in any other leagues, but I just love Bijan Robinson. I I really wanted to make sure. If I had been in 11 drafts and my last one I had the number one pick, I would have taken Bijan wow, to make sure wow. I had a Bijan pick. I, I swear I would have. Anyway, any final thoughts, guys, uh, to go into Labor Day? Yeah, I mean, enjoy your enjoy your Labor Day weekend. I hope you have some drafts this weekend as well. This, to me, is the most fun week in the draft, and it's the best because you get through the injuries. You, you, you're not going to get stuck with Jonathan Taylor in round three thinking it was a value and everything like that. So have a great weekend and enjoy your drafts. Agreed. <laughs> Dan's right. <laughs> All right, Thanks. guys. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you on Monday, maybe with Jamie, maybe not. We'll figure it out. Uh, See you soon. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.